before. I, that's, I mean, it was a joke. It was a joke, because so, I'm a comedian, so you, come up, you expect jokes. So, of course, that was going to be a joke. So I don't even know why I'm saying this part, because that's they, clearly it was. Of course it was a joke. That would, so uh, anyway, uh, you guys, you know how uh, outside of uh, fire stations at the window, they'll have um, the sign that's at, like you can you can drop off a baby at eighty. Because okay, here's the thing. I w- I haven't shit my pants in like a real like since I was in the womb. I wouldn't. I there's no reason. Maybe, maybe if I like paid some teen to punch me in the stomach because the pain's the only thing to let me know I'm alive since I don't deserve love. Or if I like, I don't know, like ate some old Thai food and then like chased it down with a bunch of bubble gum because I really wanted to find out what the adventures of BJ and Mort were getting into, but I don't want to be wasteful. But other than that, it's, I wouldn't, it's fine. That's, that's gross. Not that gross. Everybody poops out of, out of their butt. That's I mean, it's if sometimes some people do it out the side of their. But that's a that's a whole different thing. But uh, okay, that's so unprofessional. I would not come on stage with the pants full of shit if like even even. Like, okay, even if, like, L.A.'s a really hard place and I came back and I just am trying really hard to do comedy because uh, everybody, industry people say my brand of comedy doesn't really track down there so much that when they describe my comedy, they use air quotes. Or, like, maybe uh, even if I was afraid, somebody would be like, when they call my name, somebody's like, yeah, he's taking a big shit right now. Oh, he's too busy taking a shit. Yeah, he's really Jackson Pollocking it up in there. Oh, man, I don't know if he's taking a shit or dumping a bunch of Italian wedding soup into a kiddie pool. Oh, man, he's really just painting it in. Oh, man, I, I, he must be like a blow-up doll full of shit. I'm half expecting his cor- corpse to just slide out the bottom. Guys, thank you so much for letting me do my shitting the pants bit. It's been a long time from inception to execution and it's just so great I want to thank I want to thank uh, my mom I want to thank um, our, our Lord up above without her none of these things would be possible I want to and I want to thank you for coming along on this journey uh, thank you so much for having me I've been Stephen Wilbur I did not shit my pants <laughs> 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 Very writerly. Oh, <laughs> writerly. Runny and writerly. Oh boy. Oh baby. Oh no. You looked you looked like you were shitting your pants during that. Uh, Are you okay? It all went back in. <laughs> it's like, well, I definitely get shit my pants for the rest of this radio program. They're gonna be like, ooh, callback. <laughs> Well, not to throw you on the spot, but like earlier when I said uh, your comedy is like unlike anybody else I've ever, it's it's genius. It's incredible. I mean, that was three minutes <laughs> <laughs> of working some like I'm not shitting my pants in on an open. It was incredible. Like, where does that come from? Within. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm always. I think I'm always trying to find a way to take some sort of uh, <laughs> trope or like try to take some hack thing and try. Like, I think the challenge for that was like, oh, what I want to do is joke about shitting my pants. How do I make it not hack? <laughs> In a way, like I think about that a lot. Like, what? how do I make this thing? not hack (laughs) (laughs) and so is your process like let me think of this hack thing and then try to unhack it right kind of yeah if i'm if if i'm hurting for material (laughs) (laughs) it's like anti-hack comedy yeah Yeah. anti-comedy yeah yeah Yeah. that's it i go for walks i will say (laughs) i will say when you started doing that bit that was one of those how long ago how old is that bit that's about two and a half. Two, three. yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, early on when I first got it, it was probably one of the 
first few kind of Wilbur bits. And I was just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> I'm I like, need to bring but, it, but I need to bring it back. Yeah, you guys were it, having a good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. It was just like, oh, man. It's like, oh, Wilbur's going to go up. I think he's going to shit himself. Oh, I got to go see this then. Yeah I, yeah, I like the idea of trying to assure the audience that you didn't shit <laughs> Yeah. 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 I promise I didn't. I, I will not sit down right now, but... I remember when I did when I first started trying that out, I would do like I would do like a kind of a int like a little different walk on stage or something like a yeah. like a eagle eyed viewers will yeah. then think back and go, Whoa <laughs> Or or even if you walked off stage a little Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What do you write all your stuff out, or you just let me take this idea, go on stage, and see what comes? By uh, I feel like I write stuff out a lot less than I used to. It used to be very uh, all the ums and ands, all mm. the ellipses were all in there. Uh, now I'm kind of more bullet point, uh, but I I go over it a lot. I try to memorize it as much as possible memorize the beats and stuff right and yeah so like i don't usually find a lot of new stuff on stage i don't <laughs> even, like ooh, i took this this way <laughs> i should use well i've always wondered like so when you won portland's funniest person you had an incredible <laughs> thank you i did <laughs> <laughs> you had like an incredible six minutes and i saw it kind of get whittled down uh, a couple of months before how do you go about that process like so the shitting your pants bit isn't really like a A to B bit it's kind of all right. over the place so if you're trying to find some more funny and stuff how do you edit what you already have I think mean, that was probably for the contest was probably the first time I really like was trying to dissect something and break it down to like oh I can get rid of this and it still mm. it still stays um, but uh, uh, I picked those ones specifically because I knew there was really no breathing room in them. I knew really no matter what, this is going to be this long. And if I feel like there's a, in the one of the, the one that gave me the most stress in that contest set was when I start, I, I did a rap, a completely <laughs> unhacked <laughs> thing. Uh, <laughs> And the Jay-Z part where I, was in it too. Yeah, Jay, there's a Jay Z cameo. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> oh wow! He drops in. Uh, <laughs> dude's got bars. He's got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a part where I go like, like the fat voice. Like I know. I know what that is. And that's like uh, that could go really long <laughs> if I wanted it to. <laughs> So I remember in uh, like practicing for that, I was like trying to like keep like the mental countdown in my head of how long am I doing this? And really, there was a the joke in there in the middle that. I cut a couple of things Wait, out of. Is this just, is this joke from your con- from his contest? That is not no oh, okay. the shit the pants thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the president's the rap and and the uh, uh, work at the all the crazy characters at right. my work. <laughs> oh man, it was a hot hot six minutes. I can only imagine. In my uh, I, there's a video of my the prelim round set. And in there, after I finish the rap, you see the silhouette of a man stand up and clap. <laughs> <laughs> well, the oh, editing man. thing is, is is interesting to me. Um, as far as for you, Shane, because you do have a lot of things like words that you know you put in your stuff that mm. you're getting better at. Um, but how do you edit your things? How do you edit your bits? If you have a bit that's killing. Are you trying to squeeze it, make it shorter? Are you trying to elongate it? What do you do when you find something that works? I, I don't have a lot of bits that are just that fit neatly in that one minute thing. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was another comic in Portland that I think is a great comic and a writer, Seth Johnson. He was a 
we were hanging out somewhere and he pulled out this Excel spreadsheet. Oh, he's for real. And he has columns with just the titles of the bits. And then he has like the, if I pick up the pace, this is how long that bit is. And if I want to let it breathe, this is how long. I was just like, what the hell, dude? I never, he's like, yeah, dude, you don't have a rough estimate of how long your bits are. I was like, I do, but that's in my head. (laughs) He's just like, well, this will help if you do that. Well, he's also like a HR office manager guys like oh, okay so that's how you see the matrix anyway yeah. but it's just like it like you know just even for the contest for the finals that that's coming up i'm like all right i have to go at least 6 30 no longer than eight i have a rough idea of how long these individual jokes are and it's just like all right well i have to like steven said i can't let people breathe right i kind of want that you know because i'm kind of like all over the place on stage and it's just like here's the energy and I can't let it breathe. So it's like, well, this tag, I can take that tag out and this will still work. I can get into this bit a little sooner right. without the babbling or the, there's no real segue needed and stuff like that. Um, but if I'm, yeah, I, I think the only problem I ever have is trying to uh, ex- extend on a time where I know I shouldn't be doing this much time. Like, right. I'm not full of myself or I think that I should be anywhere doing 45 to an hour where someone should pay U.S. American dollars to see me do that. <laughs> but Salem has screwed up plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I don't want to be mean to the good people of Salem, so I'll go down there and I'll give them 30 of the best shit they've ever heard in their life and about 20 of some things where they're just like, you could have uh, thought that out a little bit longer. That whole thing. Yeah, I, I cheat and dip into some crowd work. Of course you're going Wait to for that. some word association <laughs> yeah. or force it. Mm, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, Gabe, you're really quick at getting to your bits. Like, you're a professional with that. Now, how, like, when did that come around for you? Uh, I mean, I've always, I've always liked, like, bits. Right. Um, but my problem is I tend to write these, like, five-minute bits. Mm. And then it's hard to really get them, like... So, like, I've been trying to get, like, a late-night set, Mm -hmm. and I have this joke that's five minutes long, Mm. and a late-night set is six minutes. Yeah. And so this booker for a late-night, he's like, I love this joke. I want you on. You just got to figure out that minute. Damn, so how do you take a (laughs) five-minute bit and condense it? Yeah, and and it condensed down is five. Like, it's it's actually about six minutes if I'm on the road and able to, like, stretch it out. And and so it's just like well, okay, well, what do I do for? And then trying to get that one minute to lead in mm. to this five minute chunk. Mm. Um, but but that's the thing. Like I like I like bits. I like a series of jokes that makes like a big you know chunk of of, right. of something. And it does get easy to cut down because it's like all right, of this bit, this is the main punchline. What can I cut out to where? It still makes you know that punchline is all that matters, right? Uh, so whatever you can cut out in between to kind of get in there. But I'll tell you my greatest weakness: opening. Oof. I hate opening. I actually Good. even going on the road. Like a lot of times, I'll do something about the town that usually doesn't go too well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the, the audience starts kind of like ho-hum about me mm-hmm. but then i just you know once i get into it uh then they they seem to you know then they get into it but you know i i hate the like walking out like hey I, all right so i'm a person i'm yeah. about to do a thing and then because there's like a, a physical change in your voice sure. when you're doing material versus just that person and so i I hate that transition. Well, I mean, what's the ways to even get into it? Like, I know what I look like? Or, like, how do you jump off of, hey, I'm about to be funny, follow me on this journey? That's uh, I, I say that right up top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always say that. I'm about to be funny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait for it. Here we go. Like you go up and go, I know what I look like. And then you <laughs> I always say just go up and repeat your name. Just introduce yourself. Yeah. Just like, hey, what's up? I'm Gabe Dinger. Uh, you know, so here I am in uh, Salt Lake City. You know? mm-hmm. How about that local government? Huh? <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> Salt Lake City is the only place where I wrote a bit about the city that worked, and I actually use it now in like other like, kind of small towns. I, I say, uh, 
I saw uh, a police officer driving a pickup truck, uh, and nothing says we shoot first. And ask questions later, <laughs> like a cop car that doesn't have a back seat. In. <laughs> Plenty of room for a body. That's Lots funny. of body room. That's and, funny. And and in small towns that kills, but that's, that's the only one yeah. of like so the cops. of like local stuff. You know, that's that's the scary part, Shane, is when someone comes up to you after a show and he's like. Hey, I'm a cop, and you're like, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, and they're like, nah. <laughs> they go, dig, dig, dig. <laughs> they, they dig it. They dig it. They're into it. Uh, so that's the scariest part. Uh, well, but what about for you, man? Coming on stage, like, what are you shooting for? Uh, not shitting his pants. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I because I've I've heard you do that bit a couple of times, not all the time though. So I don't know. I I have trouble opening especially for some reason at the helium mic i always like feel like i'm coming up and just like making noises <laughs> just like coming out with this energy that like i have planned like i'm like this time i'm coming out with this level of energy and then i come out with it i'm like what was I gonna do with this energy? <laughs> I better, I better have it peter out quick. Who here like to fuck? <laughs> and then I go, I know what I look like. And, <laughs> uh, Shane, you come yeah. out with a lot of energy. Does it work for you like that? Yeah, huh? it does. And I, I, I've had buddies in the past and. Even now, that jokingly and probably sincerely will take jabs at me, and I'll even play along. Like, yeah, I'm sixty percent charm, baby. It's sixty percent selling it, forty percent material. But I'm I've been doing this long enough to where I think I know how I'm comfortable on stage and what right. it is that I how I need to be. Like, dude, the last couple of times I was lucky enough to do Rev Rev Hall, oh, when, you know, when Ian was coming through and with like the Willamette Week stuff, I just. I, like anybody else, I got scared for a minute. Just being in the green room, just be like, oh, okay, uh, what's going to... But once I know what I'm going to do, I, I something, I get excited. Right. I get just like, get me off this chain. I'm, I want to go, I want to fuck this room up. And it's like, there's, I can't hide that. I'm going to shoot first. I drove my fucking truck here, bro. I'm ready. Get him in the back. But I mean, I, that totally is, yeah. is the attitude. Like, you, you do kind of go out there with this, like, like it, it's not like a, like, Oh, we're gonna have fun and be friends. It's like I'm gonna go out there yeah. and I'm gonna fucking wreck these people yeah. because I think that's the only way you can really convince yourself to go and. That's do what it is. Right. It's convincing myself this will be fine, man. You just gotta go do. But now, if I know I'm going into the room and there is basically no one there or mm -hmm. comics, then I will match the mood. <laughs> I will match that mood. I can't fake it. I can't be right. one of those comics who's like, oh, you seen Shane? Whether he's performing in front of 10 people or 500 people, he is bringing it. Nope. If Shane is performing in front of 10 people, he is barely awake. He's I, probably drunk. I, I actually have <laughs> and an, rolling. An, uh, an analogy that it, in L.A. that I kind of came up with. It's like uh, like a boxer when a boxer's goal is to knock out their opponent. Mm -hmm. a, a boxer's dream mm -hmm. is to one punch knock that person out. Sure, uh, but when a boxer trains, they can't walk up to a heavy bag and be like, "I'm going to knock this out," because <laughs> you never will. You're just going to hurt yourself mm -hmm. trying to knock out this heavy bag. So you have to recognize when you're in the gym and when you're in the ring. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And if you go into the gym and you try to knock it out, you're going to get hurt. But if you go into the gym and be like, "You know what? I'm not going to knock anything out in here." There's that jab I've been yeah, wanting to get, right. or that punch I've been working on. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes re rewarding in a whole new way because you're like, I remember that chunk of that bit. Right. Mm -hmm. This was a good night. Mm -hmm. And now I go to the ring. Yeah, I'm and then when you go the to box. the ring and you recognize like, oh, I'm in the ring. Then yeah. you, you go out and you remember that jab that you worked on in the mm -hmm. gym. Right. Uh, but it, it's just, you can't go into into those situations. And in this corner, a living heavy bag. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> worst nightmare come to life. <laughs> All right, so you're here on Comic Insights, 90.7 KBOO. Uh, we're about to listen to one more Stephen Wilbur bit. Mm. Uh, go ahead and roll Wilbur app, please. 
Hey, everybody. Uh, before I get uh, rowdy with my no-holds-barred brand of take no prisoners comedy, uh, I've got a bit of a bit of housekeeping to do. Uh, this set is brought to you by the handy new app Keezy. Uh, it's, it's a music creating app available on your uh, iPhone or Android device, and it is sweeping the nation by storm. If you want to sound like Wheezy, Jeezy, or Yeezy up in this heezy, well, <laughs> it's easy with Keezy. And let me, let me show you how it works. See, there are these eight buttons, right? I didn't mean to flip you off, I'm sorry. Uh, and you, you record anything you want, like, Hey, all you sexy ladies. And then you play it back. Hey, all you sexy ladies. And it's, it's great. You can, re you re can record anything you want. Yeah. Hey, all you sexy ladies. Right? You get it. And then uh, you put them all together and you'll, uh, you'll be sounding like a star in no time. July 31st. I've murdered again. Oh, God. I always knew. My blade would taste fresh blood, but I didn't know so soon after the last. Oh, God. I just hope the cops find something this time. A flake of skin, a strand of hair, anything. Anything to lock this monster away forever. A squeeb, a scrub, a dooby doo dow so, I mean, you can, you can download that <laughs> your iTunes. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Steven, I love you, bitch, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so... That was great. I know what that, that came from. That was uh, <laughs> Keezy, an actual <laughs> app where you can sample. There was a set of, um, like, Reggie Watts sounds on like you could you could download a set of Reggie Watts sounds and one of them was a skeeps got and that I wrote the whole bit around wrote wrote no that the whole bit that murder part you had to write yeah no well but I mean like so again to talk about the not being hacked that is as far away from hack as you can be like just oh oh my god i can't mm. i saw on your notes that it said app so i thought it was a di i thought it was a different thing i didn't um. know you were doing that <laughs> and i'm good Mad. <laughs> <laughs> you, I was gonna say you yeah. looked unhappy yeah. during the play. Yeah. That Comic bit. insights. Nick loses three new friends. Yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, but I mean, so things like that. Um, are you? Do you write these like this is gonna kill? I know it's gonna work. Or are you unsure when you go on stage with those? There are some things that. There are some things that I've written like right before. Uh, a show even where I've been like I think I got this <laughs> with this one uh, uh, but a lot of things are very uh, they they stir around in my head for weeks before yeah. I actually like try them or even write them down right. I edit I think I edit a lot in my head like rough draft second draft third draft are in my head first before I actually write it down right yeah oh my god i hate you so much <laughs> <laughs> well, the, great, the reason man. why uh, i say that, that one second is because to me it's hilarious but it is like kind of taking a chance because you were on stage with a phone playing that app yeah right? and i've had i i think i probably stopped doing that because i had accidentally like hit the wrong button too many times <laughs> <laughs> That I'm like, this juice is not worth the squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm going to leave it to, to you two other uh, gentlemen here. 
what chances are you taking with with comedy? And I don't mean that in like yeah, a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't mean that in like a put you know tuck my shirt in, tighten my pe- by a belt type of way. Yeah. Um, but is that a chance? I don't know. taking a chance. I don't know. Um, but as far as where are you like? Let me try this out. Let me try to do something that makes me uncomfortable. Let me try to find a, a new bit that I can do. I just took a chance with this mic. <laughs> it worked. I'll let Gabe, Gabe, when's the last time you tucked your shirt in and tightened up your belt uh, on stage? Well, actually, just this last year. So, you know, like, I've been touring with Funches for mm-hmm. almost three years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I started, it was right after he did his album. Mm-hmm. So he was working on a new hour, and I got, I got to see that hour that became his special. Well, after his special came out, you know, all those places he worked that hour, I opened for him. Right. And so now we're going back to those places for the second and sometimes the third time. And people do remember me. Mm. And so uh, when Ron started working on his new hour, what I do is I put my closer up top and start working on on new material. And since then, like... My my closer's all new now. Like, mm-hmm. I think the only thing from my old half hour now is my old closer. And even that, since we're doing this theater tour where it's uh, me, Ron, and Blair Saki, I'm doing less time. So I don't even necessarily do my old closer mm. in all the shows anymore. So that's kind of like my thing is when it's time to, to start new, take that sure thing start with it and mm-hmm. get them on your side but you better hang on to them yeah mm-hmm. um so that's that was my big thing and you know it is you know it's it's not a lot of pressure because it is my friend but it is you know like you you don't want your friend going out there like oh so you're going out and doing 45 minutes of brand new stuff and i'm just sitting here doing tried and true like mm-hmm. right. it just doesn't it doesn't feel good mm-hmm um, so yeah, this last year has has basically been writing a new half hour. And what are you writing about? Now? Like, what are you trying to say? Uh, I'm, you know, I didn't really talk a lot about moving to LA right away, just because it's such a, a shock. So I'm talking about, um, you know, living in LA and not doing, you know, not doing necessarily or not being financially uh, stable. Mm. Um, you know, I, I just got out of like a five-year relationship. So talking about being a thirty-year-old man, thirty-six-year-old uh, man, thirty-six-year-old man. I do. I I, I actually I love saying my age in my material, especially in LA, because people go, oh, "What baby face?" Like, oh, I love it. Gross. I, I even asked. <laughs> I even asked my manager when I first uh, signed with her. I was like, "Should I lie about my age?" Like, since no one knows who I am, and she's like. Now we'll just say you could play younger. Boom. <laughs> so there you go. I, I love saying my actual <laughs> age on stage. But yeah, just talking about like, you know, being an adult for realsies, but mm. also like not, you know. I, well, you said for realsies, so people know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people know. Well, he can play younger. Yeah, he plays younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah plays I can younger. play young. Nice. Uh, so Shane, you, you know, you're in Salem, you've done 30 minutes, you have 15 minutes left. <laughs> what kind of things that you're like just fuck let me just say some wild shit or how do you <laughs> i say fuck them yeah no. uh i don't know man like yeah i just i was kind of bullshit i have the time but it's just, <laughs> like, oh, I, I, I have to, the time yeah it's, I mean, it's well i would think ideally it wouldn't be yeah i did mm. 30 minutes of my great stuff and then oh hey, yeah. no <laughs> oh, no it's you pepper in the crowd yeah. <laughs> you, you yeah, yeah that's what it is <laughs> It's weaving it out. Well, it's a lot of times. It's uh, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not reinventing the wheel. I, you know, I just uh, some things that aren't really worked out to my liking yet. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll sandwich them in between some tried and trues, right. and I'm, or, or if I really wanted what I what I've been doing now is similar to what Gabe said. I uh, I take what I know to be a strong joke that normally is fitting for a, a closer, and I open with it, and I force mm-hmm. myself to be like, all right, well. If this is the best that you had waiting for these people and you put it up top, prove to them that they can stick around longer for, you know, after I open up with that. Right. And most of the time, I'm wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> that charm, baby. I sell it. 60%. You know, it's, it's weird. Uh, I think the only risk, not really risk, but my, my comedy, 
and I, I think I've mentioned this to Steven a couple of times and some other buddies of mine. My taste does not reflect my product. What I really love and enjoy is shit like what Steven is doing, what Phil Schauberg is doing, what right. Ben Harkins is doing. I I am a fan through and through of alt stuff. Right. And I cannot pull it off. I tried, but it was a dark year in San Diego <laughs> when I did that. Wait, wait, wait. How did your alt comedy <coughs> career go? Well, I had this great bit about peeing my pants Ooh. and telling people that I wasn't actually peeing. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then Lawyer I, up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to be weird, nonsensical things. I, I got deep into Hannibal, and I thought I was a light-skinned Hannibal Burris early on, mixed with some weird Kyle Kinane slash, I don't know, who's the most alt guy I know? Joe Rogan. So it was just like, none of it was worked. <laughs> See, that didn't work out either. Um, yeah. Oh, that was a joke. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. But I don't know. I risk i don't know i it's all a it's all a risk i mean at the end of the day it's it is all you're up risky. there with nothing but a microphone trying to make people what i enjoy have you. learned uh that surprised the hell out of me over the last couple of years is that i think i've grown more comfortable writing on stage what I, was the last thing you wrote on stage uh the uh the C, the the bane cpap machine thing that Steven thinks is the most hack thing in the world <laughs> he's trying to talk me out he's like Shane that was three Batman movies ago be more relatable oh me and Steven was that 2006 yeah that's when Dark Knight Rises 2006 me, me Steven and Kate Murphy we were at this bar after the last contest and he starts ripping me apart about the Bane thing and then we I gave him and Kate a ride later <laughs> we, we go on like 30 minutes of like Bane doing Jim Carrey impersonations. Like, it started with Bane doing yeah. Jim Carrey from The Riddler. Yeah, it's a hat on a hat. It's a hat on a hat on a hat. <laughs> there were better Bane impersonations than in what I do in that bit. And it really made me go home and think, I should just stop doing this. And then on Thursday, I, I saw you. I did it. And it was brilliant. And I bathed in the approval of that audience. You did. You did a victory lap. I did. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how a good I, bit. Thank you. Yeah. Not uh, you. The people Steve. love it. Yeah, give the people what they want, Steve. Yeah, but they want Bane. <laughs> they want Tom Hardy's Bane <laughs> from Christopher Nolan's film, The Dark Knight Rises, what 2006. <laughs> It's still topical. We're about we're almost to our second Batman <laughs> since then. And I'm gonna keep doing it, baby. But so Shane, when you're writing on stage, yeah. what's that process like for you? Just having a loose premise yeah. of something I thought was pretty funny and thinking I know where it's gonna go and uh and just failing a lot. Right. Uh and but you know, always recording my set and then forcing myself to listen. It's like, oh, okay, that that kind of worked out a little bit, and then just kind of taking it and writing down what worked and what didn't, mm -hmm. and just being brave enough to oh, brave. Just, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not brave. brave. Thank you. For no, being here. I, thank you. Well, you not know, all heroes wear capes. That's yeah, true. Let's get a ribbon. I <laughs> actually have capes. No, I. Well, for your cosplay <laughs> that you do with your wife, based off Bane. Based off Bane. Yeah, yeah, two thousand. Yeah, Do you know there's a there's a somebody else has a. Is it Richard Bain? Like, <laughs> has like somebody has a CPAP machine. We do Batman Bane cosplay. Who? A Portland comic. Name names. I will not. All right. <laughs> but have you heard that? They did it in their contest round. And this you, year. They were their CPAP the machine? Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. No. Let me know in 27 minutes. I will. All right. All uh, right. Gabe, <laughs> do you ever write on stage? Yeah. I do a lot more now. Yeah. Uh, when I first started, I, I never did. Like it was always like pretty, pretty planned what I was gonna do. But now with like getting to travel with my friend, like it, it is a lot more. Just you know, a lot of it's just kind of like I'm tired of hearing the same jokes. I just want to mm -hmm. say anything to break the monotony, and then. Um, you know, sometimes you get a happy accident. Mm -hmm. right. uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> She's eight years old. Her name is Zoe. Shout out to Zoe. Daddy loves you. Go to bed. You're not supposed to be listening right now. <laughs> Did you really not uh, 
do stuff like come up with stuff on stage because you you used to be in a rather successful improv yeah true but, but you know <laughs> uh improvising especially like long form like improvising that's my, <laughs> my improv improvising. guy mm. uh they're very different muscles Mm. Uh, because like that's more character dr- driven and reacting to what's happening, whereas like stand up is, this is my opinion. I'm saying it. The rhythm's a lot different. So, yeah, people would always say that to me, like when I was doing a lot of improv. But I, I really, uh, I, I like my stand. I like knowing the basic shape of what my stand-up set's going to be like mm-hmm. beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. Sorry to dig that demon back I know, up. right? No, <laughs> no. He was about oh. to smack you. I, I miss improvising. I, I thought it was... That's that's when I first started getting high on stage was improvising. Nice. So, yeah. Good job. Because I wanted to be completely... I, I didn't want to get too caught on to any... Like, I didn't want the <laughs> suggestion to become too big. So I would get uh, super baked and just be completely present in the moment. And here you are. And here yeah. you are now. <laughs> Look at me. Super high. Look at me now. So high. Moderately. <laughs> uh, so this is Comic Insights on 90.7 KBOO Portland. Um, Gabe, I have oh, no. a yeah. bit. Now, I got this one because I think... It's the oldest one that you had in the heel. It's not guy. even. <laughs> this is by far going to be the one that probably makes you hate me more than Yeah. And I got it. it because I think... Uh, it's a good way to learn comedy. I'm interested to see what one this will be. So let's go ahead and hit that gay bomb, please. No, oh, <laughs> guys, I'm wearing deodorant tonight. Do you know that? I did it for all you guys. I don't need it. I don't care. To be honest, I like the smell. I like knowing that I have the smell and going out and walking past someone and thinking they got a little bit of it. But tonight, for all of you, deodorant. That's what I did. You're welcome. Thank you for thanking me. That's very polite of you. I know in Portland, a lot of people, they say, uh, if, they, if you wear deodorant, make sure there's no aluminum in the deodorant, huh? No aluminum in the, in the deodorant, not me. Extra aluminum. <laughs> I want all the aluminum I can get in my deodorant. Are you kidding me? How else am I going to keep the government out of my armpit? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) My smells are for me, Uncle Sam. B.O. is an inside job, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You're right. You guys were right for not laughing at that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. If you would have laughed at that joke, I probably would have done it three or four more times. Now, never again. Never again. You were absolutely right for that. <laughs> I don't think I ever did that joke again. Yeah, so uh, I listened oh, to a lot man. of clips of all three of you. <laughs> and for me, Ugh. that line stood out the most. Like, mm-hmm. look, y'all were right. Yep. <laughs> I will never do that again. Oh, yeah. Thank you for giving me an honest And let's answer. just say that uh, that was a total writing on stage. Mm. Night. Because at Helium, a lot of times, it would be like, I want to try. It's a good audience. I want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I remember that um, as the bit was playing. I remember it written in my notebook as uh, aluminum in my deodorant. That was the whole thing. <laughs> was how people. My girlfriend at the time was very anti. Any anti aluminum deodorant just doesn't work on me, mm-hmm. and so I just <laughs> wanted to. Well, I, most people. I still what? use uh, Old Spice to this day. I don't. I don't care. Give me Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> what is that a thing? That's what they. That's what they were saying for a while. Is oh, that they no. believed it would give you Alzheimer's, but there's no way of. They don't know what gives you Alzheimer's, so they're just right. saying that. Throwing things up against and see what stuff. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the the reason why I got that, and I'm gonna leave this here on the table. When do you know a joke is not working? It's over. And then if you figure that out, do you keep working on it or do you scrap it? Uh, then or now? <laughs> 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 now I probably would have given up. No, because, I mean, they, it was getting laughs at first, but, it, mm. like, that was just too much of one thing. Like, I, mm. that needed to be switched up. Um, and I may go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there may be gold in the aluminum <laughs> mountains. Um, but, I mean, I can usually tell 
after the reveal of the premise. Yeah. Uh, you can usually tell if people are into it, not into it. Like, mm, they're not going to... I got to finish saying this, but they're not going to be into it. Mm. Um, yeah, I would say the moment I'm done introducing the idea. Steven, how about for you? Well, I've never trusted an audience and <laughs> will <laughs> trust an audience. Uh, <laughs> It's really it's a it's a feeling because if if something I I feel like I throw away stuff real fast and I probably should I should probably like stick to thing and try to craft them a little more but if if something if I'm doing something and it uh it bombs if I had a feeling like it was going to bomb anyway or if I like didn't really like it I'd be like well, doy, of course it did. Good. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for confirming that. Bye. But then if it bombs, but I'm like, I like that, though. I will then try to make it work right. more. Yeah. And Shane, how about for you? <sighs> Bye. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. It's... It's weird, man. I don't know. I I, I think he's that never a, stopped telling a joke. Never <laughs> stopped. I I if I believe in it, but I uh, now I understand when uh, something's not working for me on stage, trying it out for the first time or the first couple of times. Mm -hmm. But I believe in the premise. Like you have those thoughts. You're like, ah, this this is funny. I'm gonna write that down. And you're just like, this is funny. This is inherently funny. I have just not figured out how to take what I know is in my head what it could be right. and relay it to a group of people that have no idea what I'm talking about. It, it, it's few and far in between when I have that feeling. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, like I, I, I'm working on a bit right now about a small white boy that showed up at my doorstep and offered me a bag of blueberries <laughs> that is real life i was just at home playing 2k i had the door open the screen door was shut and a small white child appeared and had a bag of blueberries to offer me how small he was six or seven years old half the size of the bag half the size of the bag <laughs> and i was just like all right well the universe is giving me a bit and this situation is funny and but i don't have a joke for it and i go out and i go to mike's and i'll I was just on the show before here, and I just mm -hmm. tried to throw it in there and just play with whatever comes after the child offering me fruit. And I, I think it's funny. I it, I got no laughs tonight on it, <laughs> and I didn't get any laughs the whole week I've been trying to, like the laughs I want the whole week I've been working on it. But I believe that there's something there, and I'm going to stick with it, whether they like it or not. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't do you, trust the audience. Do you, uh, do you know what year that bit was? Uh, I believe that was... 2016 because I was going to say now like I, I'm I can tell from listening to that like I'm more aware of my rhythm and my pacing now mm -hmm. so I would go out with that completely different now mm -hmm. right so like uh, like this week um, that cookie dough bit I was doing at the club right I wrote that two weeks ago and ran it for the first time in Portland. That was a big reason for this trip. Was, oh, that was the first time? Yeah, I was, I was, well, the first week I was running that right. bit. Um, but it, like, the first night I did it at, at uh, it's gonna be okay, like, it did great, but it's because, like, I know my rhythm, I know mm -hmm. my beats, I know you know, when I've talked too much in between laughter, like, Next time I come to town, you're gonna have that punch. I, up. I honestly <laughs> like, like that's my new goal is go. like I I believe I could do that better. It'll yeah. be half but, the amount of time, mm -hmm. and you know I you could hear it in my voice that I didn't believe in what I was saying. Right. So yeah. you know it, now just going in with a little bit of confidence, some sort of rhythm, so the audience can kind of follow along with yeah. you. I like that you said that knowing your you know your voice and your the rhythm and their cadence. So it has that little confidence. Right. So you can still take the premise yeah. and now make it funny for you. There yeah. are some bits that started off a little longer, and then once I was just like, wait, do it the way you do it. Yeah. Do it the way you know how to do it. And it's just like it trims the fat, and then all of a sudden it just kind of works a little bit. Well, let's hear Gabe doing uh, the way he knows how to do it. <laughs> We're going to go to uh, Dinger Living Room. Go ahead and hit that, mm. please. You know this. But a lot's changed in my life since moving to Los I mean, Angeles. Most importantly, I live in a living room now. My bedroom's a living room. 
I'm in my 30s and I live in a living room. But it's not all bad. There are upsides to living in a living room. Like it's really brought the spark back to masturbating, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel alive again. Like I didn't realize that the fire had died so much with myself. Until <laughs> you put a little danger into it. <laughs> now I'm just sitting there and I'm like, what? Right now? <laughs> but what if someone came in? What if they saw us? I don't know, you're crazy. <laughs> I mean, if you're into it, I'm into it. Let's do it. All right, fine. And then I just do it. But you got to play it safe, you know. I have roommates. I got to think about them. So now every time, whenever they come in the door, no matter what, I just scream, I'm masturbating. Don't look at me. <laughs> you know, and we laugh about it. It's fun, you know, until that one fateful day. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, even that bit uh, so different now. Uh, yeah. I don't do any of the masturbating yeah. stuff in there. Uh, yeah, now it's about um, now when I do that bit, uh, I say I'm changing uh, your uh, underwear, right? Yeah, I'm a grown man living in a living room. Uh, I have two roommates. When people hear that, they assume I lose a lot of privacy. Mm -hmm. So it's the same idea in that, like, I don't have privacy. Uh, but now I just made it a little more. Um, yeah, you got that great line about making your roommates prisoners to their room. Right. Yeah, and I, great, yeah. I've actually been experimenting on the road with like making it more prison-like, like being like, "How are you sleeping at night? <laughs> <laughs> See you in the yard. <laughs> I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in <laughs> here with me." me. <laughs> Oh man! I love that the dirty stuff though, Shane. You can get kind of dirty. Do you ever stop I'm a nasty yourself? boy. Very. Oh yeah. Since I've moved to Portland, yeah. I'll tell you that much. I, I, I'm very much aware of what I'm saying and what could be perceived as being too blue or uh, not PC. I guess uh, as far as what the Portland audiences are. Or, or used to, or what they want. Do you think the? No, I'm not even like a dirty comic. I'm just not really. You know, no, no, no. Do you think the PC thing and the dirty thing are connected? Like, if you're talking about, no disrespect, doing all types of wild stuff to your wife. Well, you know me. Shout out to my boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nasty, bro. Right? Do you think that is taken differently than I don't know, saying some wild word or something like that? No, I. No, well, that. Yes. Yeah, I no, no, Dirty, dirty people will groan if you say something that people perceive as offensive. They'll boo. Right. You know, like it's it's the difference between people like shutting down mm -hmm. and being angry right. with mm -hmm. you. Also, it doesn't fit any of what I what I sound any of my material to just if I come out of nowhere. And I, I've presented myself to be this kind of guy in this way, and then I just hit you with a just really out of nowhere kind of blue line that that people are just. It, first of all, they're just going to be like, "Wait, what the fuck? We trusted you. Like, <laughs> you were just talking about your child. Now you're balls deep in your wife. Like, <laughs> I live a very full life, people. What do you, don't close me out. How do you think that kid got here? Happy accidents on stage. Happy accidents." No, I watch a guy like Brian Bixby. I, I think he's great. He's a, a he's been doing it for a little bit, but his whole thing is he's he's blue, right. blue blue. But it's like right out right out the gates. But also he's a funny comic, right? And he kind of like looks the part. He's like yeah, he even says he's like I'm a gross fat gross guy, whatever. And like from start to finish, it's just like you're getting that. What you see and what you hear is what you get. Right. But for me, if I just hit people with that, they do back up. So I'm just I'm just aware of what I'm saying. And funny just, like, I know it's kind of a cliche, but funny is funny. You know, like, mm -hmm. if someone's dirty and it's funny, mm -hmm. it's going to get laughs. I I always say, like, because, uh, like, with Nick DiPaolo's special, oh, yeah. that just wasn't <laughs> funny. Like, I, <laughs> I tried watching it, and it, it's, you know, not only was it, you know, ideas I just completely disagree with, but it wasn't funny. Right. Whereas, like, Patrice O'Neill's Elephant in the Room. Oh, yeah, dude. I disagree with 100% of what he <laughs> right. said. But did I laugh my ass off that entire yeah. special? I sure did. Right. You know, and, and so that's a, the difference between, like, you know, some people, like, are you just trying 
to offend or are you saying something funny mm-hmm. that's offensive mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like that's the main Steven are you trying to offend uh I some I no no. <laughs> no I'm not trying to be raw or delirious uh, up there. Uh, I will sometimes like I'll take it like I I stop doing that. Well, I turn I turned that the pooping the pants thing into because uh, I was like oh I've got too many things about pooping <laughs> so i i stopped it and i changed it into uh pouring i didn't accidentally pour hand sanitizer on my penis earlier <laughs> and for some reason what? it didn't work as well so then i was like oh it's time to just hang it up <laughs> uh, well the last question i usually ask on this show uh, and we'll just go around uh starting with you shane no uh, what does comedy do for you? Like, in just in your, your normal life. Hmm? How has it changed you? You started six years ago. We have about... I was born on the top of the mountain. I've always lived up here, Nicholas. Uh, (laughs) Stephen wants to kill himself right now. (laughs) Why are you doing that impression? You know why? (laughs) Because it fucks with Wilbur. Uh, Oh no! What does it mean? I mean, what is it? What is it done for you? What is it done for me, man? It's it's this is I'm not supposed to be here, man. And I and that sounds very uh cliche and all, but I I got out of the military in twenty fourteen and I was I spent ten years in mm-hmm. and that was at that halfway point, the shit or get off the pot, because you do twenty years, you can have a nice retirement and all that. And I was good at what I did. And, you know, my dad was a military guy, his dad, I was just doing the lifelong family thing. And I just one night just had duty with a guy who was very funny who also Duty, yes, Stephen. <laughs> yes, Stephen. I, me and I a guy know why took you gotta duties. Come with these blue lines, man. We made it all the way through. No, but it's just like I don't know, man. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, uh, I'm grateful. I like the work. I like the struggle. I like the people that I met. I like the people that I hate. I like all of it. Sure. I like that I spent two years in San Diego and then prematurely left to go to L.A. to have my ass handed to me. <laughs> I love it. I love sitting in those. I spent six, seven hours at night after working all day going to open mics to to <laughs> tackle seven solid minutes of open mic comedy. And I'd cry in my car for 30 minutes before I walk into my apartment because I didn't want my wife to, I don't know, smell the tears. I love all <laughs> that. I love all that shit. And then I get here, and it's just like, I don't know, this is like scene three. And I'm not, you know, it's just like, I, I, I like it. I like meeting all the people that I'm here with and and all the drama that I don't involve myself in in the Portland comedy <laughs> Facebook scene. Right. Because you're all minions to me. No, but I just... <laughs> <laughs> I, Damn. I, no, and guys like Ian, the reason why I got the the little the Blazer show is just because I met Ian in L.A. and we I met him at an L.A. Blazer fan club meeting. And we are just talking about basketball. I knew who he was. He didn't know who I was, but I didn't... You know, and he was just like, "Hey, since you're moving out to Portland, you're one of the few guys I know that likes basketball. Maybe I'll put in a word." And that's, a lot of people make empty promises like that, but he pulled through, yeah. and then showing up to the club, and you guys treat me well and let me get on and running shows with weirdos and all that. I mean, I'm very grateful, but if I'm not. This isn't the last stop for me. I can't, and that's not arrogant. That's just me being the guy I know that I am. It's like I want to keep pushing and to see where else. Right. If I don't believe I'm supposed, to, I would have been here now. Then. I'll be selling myself short if I don't at least try to see if I can get somewhere else. So, Keep pushing. Yeah. Also, my 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 daughter needs new Jordans, man. <laughs> and you know my shoe game is impeccable. I was going to say, you need new Jordans. I do need new Jordans. <laughs> I think comedy means new Jordans to me. <laughs> yeah. Jordan Retro 3s. Uh, Steven, how about for you? New Jordans. Uh, new Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> I like old Jordans. <laughs> um... Honestly, like to, I don't, I don't know what's com- what comedy's doing for me now or what it's. Uh, I feel like 
uh, we'll just take it. We'll just take it down a second. Uh, I feel like lately the over under of the good feeling versus the bad feeling. The bad feeling you could take because the good feeling's so good. Mm-hmm. There's been a uh, power shift in that in that fight within me lately. So I am like. I came back to Portland from L.A. because L.A. beat my bottom. Beat my bottom hard. <laughs> and <laughs> He lived in that living room I was I jerking. <laughs> not That's why same. your bottom got beat so hard. <laughs> That's not shit in your pants, my friend. That's game digger, baby. <laughs> so I came back with my <laughs> pants around my ankles. Uh, just a red rump. <laughs> Uh, and I'm I'm been back in Portland for a couple of years now, just kind of trying to figure it figure out what I know that comedy is ingrained in me. Like no matter what I do, it's gonna be there in some capacity. It would be nice to make money for that. It'd be nice to just make money for being who you are. So that's that's maybe a goal. I don't know more specifically what that goal is because I don't know what uh, what's gonna work best for me right, right now. But in New Jordans, yeah, New Jordans. Well. Shout out to New Jordans. And then Gabe, the man who's down in LA right now. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, yeah, what has comedy done for you? Uh, I mean, you know, it. This will be uh, this next year will be my fifteenth year doing comedy. O G triple O G. I know it's like now a point to where, like, when people hear that, they're like, "Ooh, <laughs> and you're not famous, huh?" <laughs> Keep it up. Uh, no, it's. I mean, it's it's my everything. I mean, all of my oldest friends now at this point are are comedians. Uh, it, it it fills me with joy. You know, I'm getting to do like now. I'm on this tour where we're our whole thing is like it's an hour and a half of positivity. Right. It's not like you know shitting on them. Oh, my life's so bad. So like, you know, I'm constantly finding new things in this you know craft or whatever it is that excite me and and challenge me and uh yeah i'm i'm thankful for it every day it's it's one of my in my life at this point is you know one of my defining things i right. it's it's my my everything it's it's my true love <laughs> beautiful i couldn't think of a better way to end it um so I'm Nick Harris, a.k.a. the light-skinned Joe Rogan. What's it mean to you, though? Yeah. No one's ever asked me that. Thank you so very much. That's here. Uh, we don't have time. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> bullshit. So we got Gabe Dinger. Gabe, thank you for coming through. Uh, Steven Wilbur. Shane. Or, yeah, Shane Brennan. That's who I am. Shane Torres. Almost, in the building. Yeah, in two hours. <laughs> two hours. Time. Can Long I plug time. the Rev Hall show? Please do. Uh, come see Ron Funches and the Mary Mitt Marauder Tour. That's me and Blair Saki, August 24th at Revolution Hall. Uh, like I said, hour and a half of uh, positivity and weirdos. Uh, just having fun and uh, talking shit, but politely. Yeah. yeah. Get tickets. Fully. Guaranteed to sell out. Yeah, please do. Y'all got anything? Nah. Uh, oh, kicking it with dude. Shane Brendan at <laughs> Kickstand Comedy Spirit. Yeah, in the finals of Portland's Funniest oh, yeah. Person. I'm doing that. Come to that. Come watch me cheer for Adam Posse to win Portland's Funniest Person this year. And new, so bring me new diplomatic. Jordans. Wow. Bring me new Jordans. Yeah. All right. This is Comic Insight 90.7 KBOO Portland. We out. We'll see you later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
KBOO Portland. As I creep and creep and creep down the hallway here, and I'm floating on air into the studio where I spot the big chair, and now I'm crawling up into it, and I'm leaning back, and I'm looking forward, so I can be here now. <laughs> 